Parents Podcast, episode 047. Your scene to chat about life, family, and of course, Umbreeze McGee. I'm Sarah Jahiniak, podcast host, writer, mom of three, wife, and total Umbreeze. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the show. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode, which featured my awesome chat with author and attorney Harlan York. There is a link in the show notes where you can find that if you would like to give it a listen. The band did recently play at the Trondosa Music Festival in North Charleston, South Carolina on April 27th and 28th, but since that was only a couple of days ago, and right before the airing of the next week of the show, um, I decided that I would bring the rundown of all of that next week. So this week will feature a, another interview with a fellow Umfreak, conducted the day of Umfreak's recent stop in Cleveland back in March. Um, I will be bringing you my chat with Eric Childress. I am very, very grateful to him for taking the time out to come to my hotel room and chat with me and being so willing to move the time back an hour. Um, We had all come from the Pittsburgh show the night before, so everybody was a little slow moving and getting breakfast and everything the next day. So he was very understanding when I said we needed a little bit of more time that day. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm so grateful to him for taking that time out and I am so grateful to now call Eric a friend of mine and added a new brother to my ump family. I'm so grateful for that too. You guys are going to love this conversation for sure. My favorite part, although our conversation was just so awesome. One of my favorite parts was when I asked him, what song he would love to hear Umphrey's cover and how he proceeds to basically serenade me the parts of the song that he would like to hear Umphrey's cover. So make sure you listen to that. It was very, very awesome. Um, And toward the end of the interview, I do want to mention you will hear my next interview of that day arrive, um, but Eric was offering so much in in terms of conversation during that part that I didn't want to edit anything out. I just wanted to keep it, um, you know, as real in, in our conversation as possible because that's how I like to bring them to you guys. I want it to be just like, you know, you were there talking with us you know, around the campsite or in the hotel room or whatever. Before we dive in, I do want to mention if you or someone you know would like to be featured on an episode of the podcast, please reach out. I love talking to fellow fans about their umph love, meeting new people from all over, making new friends, and it just it's been so awesome meeting and talking to so many of you. If you feel like you want to be on the show or you have a friend who has an amazing story to tell, please feel free to reach out. Shoot me an email or a DM on any of the social media outlets. We will definitely set something up. All the information how you can reach out to me is in the show notes. Feel free, really. Feel free to do so. 
Also, there is a quick little survey that I released on social media. There is also a little link in the show notes where you can find it. Just a quick little survey. I would love to know what you guys like and don't like about the show, what you would like to see more of, um, how you find the show, just basic information. We're creeping up on a year here of the show, which is just absolutely mind-blowing. But I want to hear what you guys think what you love, what maybe you don't love so much, um, just to see where we can expand and make this thing better and grow even bigger. So definitely uh, check that out too. I would greatly appreciate it if you would share your opinion. Also quickly, Eric and Connor Boren have gotten the group that Eric mentions in our chat put together. So I wanted to give that a quick shout out. You can find it on Facebook. Resemble Your Roots is the name. I won't go into too much detail about it. I will let Eric do that when you listen to the interview. But definitely check it out. It is going to be such a beautiful and loving space. And I am so grateful that Eric and Connor invited me to be a part of this community with them. And there is a link in the show notes where you can find it. So let's get to it. Here is my interview with fellow um freak and musician, Eric Childress. Enjoy. Uh, my name is Eric Childress II. I'm uh, from Detroit, Michigan, born and raised. Um, I've been seeing Umphreys now for a little over eight years, I guess. Uh, first show was at the Fillmore in 2011. Uh, yeah, that's me. Awesome. Very cool. Um, and I know that you are a musician. So talk about that some more. Cool. Uh, I play drums and percussion. Um, I have been playing uh, pretty much my whole life. Um, I guess I started at the tender age of two and a half. My parents told me, or have told me, that I was banging on everything connected to the house and it was getting annoying. (laughs) So they decided to buy me a toy drum set, which apparently I just tore through in the first several weeks. So, um, I don't know, I never really, didn't really get my own drum set until, I want to say my freshman year of college. Oh, no, ah, freshman year of high school, excuse me. Um, so in the meantime, I was, uh, you know, playing on kits at school, and um, my dad found this neat trick to keep me active in the back seat of the car. So we had this, um, this place called the, it's called the schoolhouse. It's this teacher school uh, near our house. So we would go and uh, buy a bunch of unused, like brand new pencils. We'd let the armrest down for me in the back seat, and I would just go to town every time we play music in the car. And that was pretty much my drum set for several years. That's uh, very cool. Yeah, it was an absolute blast. Yeah, well, I bet it was. <laughs> I bet. And that's, that's like real, you know, you're really passionate about it when you're, you know, playing pencils in the, in the back of the car. So yeah, the, the funny thing is, is that I, I, I found, maybe I made this up in my head as a kid, I'm not sure, I haven't tried to test a theory lately, but um, I realized that you get different sounds depending on where you hit the armrest and what part of the, the I almost said stick, it was a pencil, clearly, <laughs> what part of the uh, pencil you're hitting it with 
maybe I made that up. <laughs> no, you, I, you, I don't think you did. I'm sure that there is some truth to that. I'm yeah. sure that there is. But that's very cool that even as like a kid, you were recognizing like, you know, the differences in the sounds and everything like that. Yeah. Um. So you you play in a band now? Yeah. I uh, went to uh, went to Wayne State uh, for jazz studies, percussion. That's where I met um, most of my uh, musician friends. Um, and through several years of playing in and around the, the Metro Detroit area and the, the Midwest and stuff like that, um, recently formed a funk band with several uh, musician friends of mine uh, last summer. And uh, that's kind of monopolizing most of my time at this point. Very cool. Down the blast. Is that the first band that you've played in? No, I've played seven. Seven bands. So many. Very cool. What is your favorite style of drumming? Do you have like one that's, you know, like in your heart, like jazz or, you know? So it was jazz, which is why um, I chose that as my major for school. But um, I would have to say after... I don't know, because growing up, I only listened to gospel, really, and then my aunt, my dad's sister, got me into uh, smooth jazz, I guess I would say, mm-hmm. and I slowly, like, went over to the dark side to listen to real <laughs> jazz. She refuses to listen to real jazz. It's too much going on. It's too busy. She's also, like, 72, so it is what it is. Yeah, it's probably too much for her to kind <laughs> yeah. of connect to. So, talk about how much an influence Chris might Myers is to you. Ooh. Ah, that's that's a big one for sure. Um yeah. so I was actually in a jazz combo my freshman year at Wayne State and the musicians uh, that I was playing with uh, they also had their own progressive rock group and the drummer for that group is uh, or was the group's not together anymore but uh, the drummer for that group was uh, Drew Schultz who uh, was the music director and drummer for the Four Tops now he does his own stuff as well mm-hmm. good friend of mine also in the Detroit area um, so they were like well Drew's always skating with the Four Tops so we uh, would like you to come play percussion in the group and then when Drew's not there you play drums I was like okay sure let's do that um, and at the time I was like vehemently obsessed with Dave Matthews band um, I know I know. I've been waiting to say that this whole time. I know. Yep, 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 yep. (laughs) As if I didn't love you already. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. That that was like, that was all I knew because that was the first non gospel jazz band that I'd ever gotten into. Mm -hmm. So, they were like my first foray into, you know, other music in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were like, yeah, okay, so. You like DMB, but wait till you see this other group. And I was like, all right, sure, bet, let's do it. Mm-hmm. So they took me to uh, the Humphrey Show, uh, February 2011, at the Fillmore. And I remember watching Chris shred over, uh, I think it was like a three to four minute solo over YYZ. And I was just, I was just fucking blown away. <laughs> and I wasn't, I wasn't close at all. I was kind of like right under the, the mezzanine, under the balcony. And I just remember staring and my mouth was wide open. And by the time, you know, the set ended, they looked at me. They were like, yeah, so how was that? <laughs> and I was like, 
Well, now I see where your musical influence comes from, because, you know, they're a progressive rock band, but it was it was life-changing for me at that point, um, so I began to um, really just kind of start studying a lot more, um, specifically Chris. Yeah. Uh, just trying to get up close so I can watch what he's doing. Like maybe, you know, just some of the visual will rub off on me. You know, um, I kind of, um, I, I learn a lot of different ways, but I learn a lot by, um, by listening and, and watching. And that's something that I really appreciated being able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was absolutely mind-blowing. Just his, his approach to everything and having jazz kind of like at the basis of that yeah. is like so impressive to me. Yeah. He's an absolute monster. Yeah. Oh, he is. I mean, I'm not even a drummer. I don't play any instruments and I'm, I mean, come on. He's just, yeah. he's insane. So, how many Humphrey shows have you been to? Uh, last night was my 25th. Very nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, little, I'm a little new to the traveling to see them. I just started doing that last year. Um, uh, I got to a point where, you know, I've gotten like super busy. Um, You know, I travel, you know, uh, for work quite a bit. And I also, you know, very busy as a musician as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it was kind of hard to see them, you know, just when they came to Detroit because they started alternating. So they don't always come right to Detroit. They might, you know, come to Detroit one year and they might do Kalamazoo or, you know, something like that another year. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of difficult for me to do that when they started coming to, you know, Michigan for multiple nights. So last year I couldn't make anything in Michigan, so I figured why not go to New York? So I flew to New York to the beacon last year for the 20th, and That's that was great. when I kind of started traveling, so I've just been doing as much of that as I can. And is New York the furthest that you've gone, or have you gone further to see them? Uh, New York was the furthest that I've gone. Okay. Uh, I flew uh, to LaGuardia last year for that show. Nice. And uh, I've never been to the the Beacon, so I'm, I'm very jealous about that. But what is your favorite venue to, to see them at, uh, that you have seen them at? I, I would say Beacon, but Beacon's weird because you, you kind of have to sit. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was kind of disappointing for me, honestly, because I, I kind of need to move and bounce and headbang and... <laughs> Being, cause, you know, if, if you're standing in front of someone that's sitting, then they can't see and you feel like very inconsiderate. Mm-hmm. So you try to sit too, mm-hmm. and then you feel, you know, very restricted, yeah. kind of awkward. <laughs> um, but I would say home field advantage for sure. I would have to say the Fillmore. The Fillmore is a, a beautiful, beautiful venue, and I've seen them there so many times. And they always throw it down so hard there, too. Always, so always. Yeah, for like sure. Their Fillmore show, um, like, a month ago was oh, ridiculous. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I I can't wait to uh, go to Detroit now. Like, we talk, after those shows we talked about it, we're like, I think we uh, we need to make the trek to Detroit next year. Kind of put that on the radar. Because we've, you know, we've been to Cleveland a couple times. It's close to us. And... Like, that's why we went to Pittsburgh, because we've never been to Pittsburgh before. Like, we like being able to go to the different cities and experience the different cities, too. You know, the culture around the city is, is a cool part about traveling, too. Yeah. So, that's always fun. Um, let's talk about your uh, your group that you're putting together um, on Facebook. Oh, that one, yes. Yeah, so let's, um, let's talk about that. Explain to everybody what it is, what you're doing, and, and all that. Okay. Um, so... <coughs> After 
eight years of going to Humphrey shows. Uh, I've grown accustomed to um, the groups of people that I see. Um, it's not um, not really out of touch for me because it was the same thing at my high school, et cetera, et cetera, yada yada. But um, sorry, I'm. You're good. <laughs> so functionally put, um, I'm I'm gay, and it's very um, very rare for me to in this particular scene, I would say, you know, for Umphreys or Jam Bands in general, to run into, you know, out proud folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and also being a person of color, that is, you know, it's the same thing there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it, I actually kind of have, a, it's a bit of a joke I have with uh, my friends, you know, try, try to find a black guy at an Umphreys show. And occasionally I find one and it might not even be like that I'm like looking for them. I'm just like somewhere, might be running to the bathroom or some weird shit like that. And I'll just walk past one and they'll stop me. They're like, oh, hey, brother. And I'm like, <laughs> it's the funniest thing in the entire world. <coughs> but um, on that front, um, I met... Um, David Gordon, his boyfriend in Brooklyn. Um, love you guys, by the way. Uh, and then I um, really got into, like, heavy into VFJ, which is no longer VFJ. I don't even know what their name is. Who the hell but. knows what the name of their group is? <laughs> Every single time I interview somebody, that comes up. I swear to God, it I came up before. I was fine with VFJ. I got used to it. And what is it? Do you hear Bayless.org now? Or yeah, like do you that? hear Bayless.org? <laughs> That's the name of the group now. That's fucking wild. Those people are <laughs> Man, <coughs> those are a special group of people. Yeah, for sure. That's why we love them. Yeah, definitely. Love them. <laughs> um, but, uh, Every family needs the weirdos, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then we, we, we just we just don't talk about them. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but through just interacting with a lot of folks uh, uh, heavily, uh, specifically after going to my first camp last year. I know, sorry guys, it was my first one. Um, it's all right, everybody's got to have a first one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but after like heavy like heavy involvement with the group, I, I started to um, like my neighbors were uh, this married lesbian couple from uh, from Indiana last year at Scamp, mm-hmm. and then um, just in the last month or so, I started interacting uh, with these guys from Colorado, and uh, they uh, we were messaging back and forth. We we're talking like, hey, you know, it's very rare to find you know LGBTQ um freaks. I was like, yeah, it. It, it is. It's, I'm like, wow, you guys are like, I'm sure you're everywhere. I just, I don't know you. That's fucking sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Connor brought it up to me. He was like, hey, um, wouldn't it be cool if we started like a, like an LGBTQ uh, specific Humphreaks page uh, or group on Facebook? I was like, huh. And then the moment that he sent that message, I think he had, like, some other stuff to do. And so, like, I read the message, like, 25 minutes later. And I opened it up, and I was like, okay, yeah, we should do that. Oh, he's like, you want to help me run it? And I was like, dude, I can't believe you asked me that. Fuck yeah, I would love to do that. I'll help you run it. And also, 
it shouldn't just be LGBTQ plus because we have like several thousand letters now. I can't keep up with those either. I love all you special people. But um, also, like, make it like super inclusive of like minorities in general, just people that don't usually run into their own when they go to Humphrey shows or when they're interacting in the group and stuff like that. Um, so we're kind of like kicking back. Uh, kicking ideas back and forth right now, and we're getting ready to start on uh, LGBTQ plus slash uh, minority specific uh, Umfreaks page on Facebook, and maybe a Twitter and whatever the fuck else. I'll figure it out. But that's so awesome. I'm like really, really excited about it. I've been yeah. thinking a lot about. I it. bet. <laughs> I bet. And my husband and I were talking about this at breakfast, and I was talking about what you were doing, and <coughs> I think it's so great because it's the same kind of thing that I did with like my parents' group is to have that group of people that, like you said, we love the the whole group of everybody and having everybody in there, but it's always nice to have, you know, that that niche of people that yeah, really sure. get it, you know, like the other things that are going on. So yeah. that's so awesome. I'm so happy for you. That's going to be a very cool community, and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to come together and be super grateful for that, for uh, sure. I'm not going to cry on camera. <laughs> no, I, you I'm know what? Mad. If that's how you feel about it, please do. I mean, and you know what? I think Shit. that... <laughs> I think that by you doing this too, I think it's going to help a lot of people that maybe don't feel comfortable in in being themselves because they don't think they have a community. And I think that this is going to help people too in that way. Yeah. If, if I could expand on that a little bit. Absolutely. Okay. Please do. Um, so it's, it's like, it's really important to me because, um, so I, um, it, so if there's like, one thing that gays know about each other for sure is that, you know, we, we love pop music. I, I won't say we, I, I don't necessarily love pop music. It has a place. Mm-hmm. So everything has a time and a place, but I'm just, I'm not, it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's kind of like, you know, rooted in, you know, my roots as a musician. Um, like, I can't really get down to stuff that's not that real. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so there's always this disconnect between me and uh, my gay friends when it comes to taste in music. You know, I'm driving in the car, there's like four folks in my car, they're like, can we not listen to this? I'm like, it's my car, can you get out? <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, it's, it, it's, it, there's... God, this is funny. There's push and pull on both sides, uh, <laughs> specifically because, like, you know, you, you 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 might not feel welcomed in your own community of you know being a minority because the folks that you know look like you, feel like you, love like you are most likely not going to be into the stuff that you're into. Mm-hmm. And so when you go to these, you know, when you go to these events, you go to these concerts, these festivals, um, you know, you're not alone at all because you, 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 you kind of melt into this world of appreciation of just pure fucking awesomeness and ridiculous musicianship. But at the same time, it is nice to feel like really comfortable mm-hmm. around people that are like you that you didn't know were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only do you have a sense of community with the fans, you also just have 
a sense of community with your own folks and that's honestly why it's so important for me because there's always you know been this divide for me when it comes to what I'm into and being able to find other people that feel the same way and you know mm -hmm. it's really cool yeah yeah, I'm, I bet really it is. I'm really excited about it. I bet it is. I'm really excited about it. That's very cool. That is very, very cool. That is so awesome. Um, so, we'll switch gears, so. Talk about music or something? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll switch gears. We got through the sappy stuff, ah! but you know what? That's, that's so awesome. So, once you got everything up and going, you let me know and we're going to. I'm gonna, the first year for me. I will promote the shit out of your stuff so hard. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so um, let's switch gears. Um, what is your bucket list place to see Humphreys? Ooh, um, <clears throat> Red Rocks for sure is at the top of the list. Yeah. Um, can't do it this year. I have a gig right in the middle of fucking weekend. Ah. <laughs> and the only reason I, I took the gig is because. Um, uh, like, I have my own band, which is, like, my main project, and then I do probably three or four side projects as well, and then freelance work for any artist or entity or band that reaches out to me. Um, but um, one of my um, side projects, you know, uh, you know, she was reaching out to me, and she'd given me literally four different dates, and on all those dates, I was already going to be either out of town for work or out of town attending a fucking show. Oh. And I was like, okay, she's going to fire me if I don't say yes to this. <laughs> and it was right in the middle of Red Rocks weekend. Oh. Which sucked, because if they hadn't moved it, I would have been able to make it, but that's okay. <laughs> We're going for the first time this year. I'm so excited. What? I can't wait. It's going to be so awesome. I saw them in Denver in 2012, but it was like a quick... 24-hour trip. That was it. So it'll be cool to go there and be at Red Rocks and experience all of that. Like I That's can't wait. It's gonna be amazing. Oh, I know. I just gotta get over my thing of flying, though. Oh, you have a thing of flying? Yeah, I'm not really a fan of flying. I love flying. Do you? I love heights. It's my favorite thing <laughs> in the world. I just don't like free falling. So as long as you don't do a nose dive, I'm good. We're good. <laughs> Maybe you can help <laughs> me like work through it and get through the anxiety. I got you. I got you. Awesome. <laughs> Um, so, usually I ask this question about people when it comes to people like they work with or their families, but you have friends, like you said, that are different than you musically and what their tastes are. So, even your friends, when they hear that you've seen this band 25 times and you're going to keep traveling to see them and whatever, what is the uh, reaction from normal folks? <laughs> um, so, uh, my, my roommate, who's uh, totally straight, um, he's also a musician. Uh, so, let, let, me, let me start off. I have several different friend groups. Um, my musician friends, I, there's there's no question, comment, concern. Like yeah. they already get it. Yeah. Um, my um, now everybody else, they're kind of like, <laughs> I get the same question from every single person. They're like, um, wait, you you're seeing the, you you've seen them three nights in a row. Yes. Wait, doesn't that get boring? Like, are they are they playing the same music? I'm like, no. Like, 
kind of person do you take me for? <laughs> and so then I have to explain every single set is different. Mm-hmm. And even if they did play the same set every night, it would still be different. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. And it's, it's a whole thing. Um, so, I mean, people are, they're not necessarily weirded out by it, but based on what their interpretation of live music is mm-hmm. like a lot of a lot of those artists they do put on the exact same show every single night their entire tour mm-hmm. you can look up a set list um you know for um i don't necessarily want to use her as an example because she is one of my favorite pop artists of all time lady gaga for sure she's mm-hmm. a fucking monster mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. <laughs> um but uh, she'll do the same. You, you look up the set list, you're like, okay, right. I know what to expect. But then it'll be the same thing every night. It mm-hmm. is a, a fucking magical experience, but I would not do that three nights in a row. Right. Um, so it just takes a little bit of, uh, of explanation. Uh, I had to explain it to my manager, uh, <laughs> uh, all my friends. They're like, wow, 25 times? I don't, they're like, I don't love anything that much. <laughs> I'm like, well... You're missing out. You, it might not be unreasonable. I'd suggest you find something. There is, there's got to be something that you love. Everybody's got a thing. Come on, find <laughs> and, your thing. You'll yeah. be much happier if you do, trust me. <laughs> um, my closest friends get it, though. They're, they're sure. all, like, right in my corner. They're like, oh, he's out of town again. All right, we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool, though. Um, can you pick a favorite on free song? You know what? Something told me... Weeks ago when we arranged this, something told me that you were going to ask me this question. I knew you had to, and you believe I did not prepare a fucking answer. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. This is usually a really hard one, and I'm actually more surprised when people can, like, fire something off, because I'm like, really? No. This is hard for me to decide. That's... You're gonna like think of it now. It's gonna be in there. You're gonna be like, yeah, this is my favorite. Nope, that's not it. This is my favorite. It's gonna be hard. I'm I'm gonna ask you to take a rain check on that question. Can we come back to it later on in the yeah the absolutely? Interview? I'm gonna process that in the back of my head <laughs> while we're continuing. So go ahead. All right. Um, I'm gonna make it harder though now. Mmm. Okay. So now you gotta think of a cover that they haven't done that you would like to hear them make them play. This is my favorite question to ask people. (laughs) I love asking people this question because I always get like such a different answer from so many different genres of music from people. And it's interesting because the answers I get, like Umphreys could pull them all off, even though they're all different music. So I love hearing what people have to say. Several songs went through my head while you were saying that sentence, but the one I kept coming back to, and it's not even one I expected to say, but um, Young Stuff, Snarky Puppy. Yeah. Um, I've not heard that song. I'm going to have to give that a listen now. Joel would wail on that song on the organ, and then, uh, of course, you know, there'd have to be, like, you know, a few... Guest one players, preferably from Sardi Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, 
And then, yeah, uh, they, they, they would bring it home. They, they would bring it all the way home. That would be so, wow. Yeah, definitely that one. All right, that we'll go with that one. Puppy. All right, Joel, you hear it? That's the one we want. <laughs> we'll, we'll, have him, uh, we'll have him look into that because he he'd probably be down with that. I'm going to listen to that song. I'm not familiar with that song. And then, like, listen to it. Yeah, so it's kind of like... Um, the, the, the song the song has has two main parts to it um and then at some point there's like a really just fucked up organ solo over it and the song totally recedes it's like walking into calm waters and uh then you end up with this like five minute bass solo nice. and it's just sorry i can only do that with shut up siri <laughs> damn watch i'm sorry no you're good it's all good don't worry about it um the song totally slowed down and then it's just That somebody told me to. So Frank's up anything, I would that fucking melt. That would be so cool. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> so it's very cool to see the different, you know. But they would be able to do them all. They they'd be able to totally do them all. For sure. Um, okay, if you could go back in time for any moment in Humphrey's history that you were not a part of, what would you pick? Hmm. Um, 
maybe I would say mm, can I get more than one? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um sorry. <laughs> oh you're good. <laughs> can you check that? Please. <clears throat> I would have to say, um, Puppet was for sure one of my, um, one of my favorites. Better? Okay. Kind of starting off, um, well, I guess I wouldn't say starting off, but, like, in the last few years, I would say Puppet It's one of my favorites. Um, I'd say probably from something released last year, though, um, really like Seasons. Yeah. I really, really like Seasons. I like what they've been doing with that, yeah. too. I really like how they've been kind of like putting it in different spots and yeah. kind of playing with it and, and seeing. And I like the lyrics behind that song, too. That is why I choose that one. Yeah. That's, that's why that one is always, I think that's always going to be a part of my top however many, <laughs> yeah. five or ten, I would say. Yeah, for sure. It's for the lyrics. Yeah, definitely. Um... All right, my last question for you. Describe Umphreys in three words. No, I, I asked the hard, the hard-hitting questions. Hi. Come on in. We're just finishing up. Oh, good. I mean, no, you're good. You can stay in here. We're just oh, on our last question. You're totally good. It's okay. You're totally fine. All right, so if you could. Describe Umphreys for me in three words. You're good. Take your time. You're good. You're all right. Mm. You can take your jacket off. Hang out. You're good. It's totally fine. Get yeah, out. get comfy. We're all hanging out. Flop on the bed. <laughs> yeah. Come and get comfy and hang out. Can't do three at once. I'm gonna just start. I'm gonna start with one and okay. kind of make my way across. Okay. Um, transcendent. Okay. Sure. Good one. Um, magical. Nice. Sick. Nice. <laughs> That's very yeah, let's awesome. let's go with those three. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's everything I have. Is there anything you want to add or promote or mention? You, gotta, you, you have a stage, so I take it. Ask. Uh, I totally forgot to mention this in the beginning part. Um, the... Uh, the incredible uh, funk band that I uh, mentioned earlier, uh, my group out of Detroit, Michigan, is called Strictly Fine. Um, we are mostly seven, bleh, mostly seven guys, uh, sometimes eight. Just like to have a party on fucking stage, so feel free to check us out. We've got uh, two shows in Chicago. Uh, one, because one is a wedding, so that's private, sorry. Uh, one show in Chicago coming up next weekend on the 29th at the Elbow Room. And then we'll be back at uh, Cliff Bell's Jazz Club on Sunday the 31st. Awesome. Very cool. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're awesome. Thank you. You're awesome. <laughs> So that's all I have for this week's episode of the show. Anything that was referenced throughout my chat with Eric can be found in the show notes. 
any questions or comments about anything talked about in this show or any other episode, please feel free to reach out. I love hearing from you guys, as I mentioned before, so please don't hesitate to contact the show. How you can do that is in the show notes as well. Um, And thank you to Eric for taking the time to chat with me. It was such a pleasure And thank you, everyone, so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I will see you around these parts next week. Much obliged.